Hello, friends, and welcome back to Pondering Futon with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, uh, Neve. Today, we will be discussing Chapter 21 of Kermarty High School, uh, which is titled The Big Cleanup. Uh, and amazingly, this chapter involves uh, multiple birthdays, and it just so happens to be Neve's birthday today as well. Um, so listeners, please join me in congratulating Neve uh, on her birthday. Um, I know this is coming out a few days later, but you can yeah. just drop your congratulations. Just send us an email. Um, just do something nice because it, it would mean a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I know you wanted to do something for your birthday. Um, yeah. So that- I... I know we, that a lot of people listen to this podcast and we have this timer and it, it's built in um, because I, I just want to like make sure like the chapters are short. I want to make sure that we're keeping episodes short, but I know sometimes we get to the end of an episode and it kind of seems like there's still stuff that we're in the process of saying and the timer goes off. Sometimes it seems like, eh, we're, we're reaching like a, a, a down point, you know, the the conversation's wrapping up and there's not really anything else left to say and the timer goes off. But other times we're kind of in the middle of something. Um, and when we did uh, the the chapter uh, Taxi, I, I forget which number that was, but we conveniently had Taxi 2 next. And so I was able to pick up where we left off, complete that conversation. Um, but I figured for this one, it would be nice to try and do sort of it's the end of the year you know we're mm, we're going into a new yeah. year now so we should try and clean that stuff up get some of those those unresolved episodes uh you know finish things off here so um i'm just going to touch on i went through and I listened to the ones where i felt like something was missing so we we some of this might be short cuz there's not too much missing other times like maybe there's a conversation still for us to have you know, we are kind of in the middle. Um, so chapter three, uh, make sure you do all of the steps before you start school. That's really important mm-hmm. that you do all of the steps before you start school. Uh, chapter four. So um, specifically, we we got four of these uh, stuffed animals. They're actually like the head is slightly stuffed and then the, the body is like a thin blanket uh, because it was like fairly safe even uh, early on in a crib. Because um, like if the blanket's like over a face, like it's not going to suffocate because uh, it's like fairly thin material. But we got multiple of them and specifically tried to design it to be like what's called a lovey. So we would get it and then we would like wear it like against our skin like we put it against our skin for a little bit so that it would get our smell when our our uh child was like a very little was a baby you know we did this um so that it would smell like us and then they would like more naturally become attached to it um and we got four of them so that like if one gets lost or really damaged or something we have like backups and then we're also kind of cycling through them so that like at this point some of them are more noticeably worn than other ones but like the the kid just kind of has this like sense of continuity at this point um that they notice that like oh the face is more worn or whatever but like it's still just like their lovey you know mm-hmm. um and the i other, think that's like uh, a- the other benefit of of having four of them is that when you're <clears throat> when you're done with them 
um, you can just like uh, hang them all from some sort of like, um, you know, um, what what do they call it? It's not a, you know, some sort of overhead hanging contraption. So you can just like dangle all of the toys off um, in some sort of like uh, ghastly, like symmetrical theater. Yeah, like I'm yeah. a like I'm a, a red dragon serial killer who is making art with the corpses. Exactly right. Yeah, um, and in that way, you can signal to the child that that their childhood is is dead, and <laughs> yeah. they need to they need to grow up and and get a job, um, so that they can you know their minimum wage can be direct deposited into your your account. Yeah. But like specifically designing a a lovey was useful because um, it it became this thing of like when there are scarier transitions. So the main thing was helping with sleep training. Having a lovey helped a lot um, because then we were leaving the kid alone and some of sleep training is just like they have to figure out how to put themselves to sleep. And so um, a lot of the process is actually stuff to make you feel better as a parent with like letting your kid cry a little bit in the crib and figure out how to fall asleep on their own. Um, but, uh, so we did like a staggered, like we had to time ourselves before we could go in and then the like timer would increase. Um, and again, I think it was really more for us to not feel as bad about the method where you just like literally just let the kids cry. Like, the kid starts crying, and it's just like, you got to put yourself to sleep, and I'm not coming in again. Um, which is the thing that feels very cruel as a parent, even if it's actually, like, a necessary part of teaching a kid how to fall asleep without constantly needing you there. But having a lovey makes that uh, a lot easier, because then the kid sleeps with the lovey, and that becomes, like, a, a thing instead of you. Um, you know that it has some sort of comfort. Yes. Yeah. Um... So anyway, it's also useful for like transitions to like going to daycare and stuff like that. Um, and now like that kid is like constantly carrying that lovey around. Um, but uh, yeah, did slightly attach, but not nearly as much to the, this um, this like uh, Fennec Fox plushie. Um, anyway, chapter ten. How did the unicorn pudding taste, Connor? Mm. <clears throat> um. I can't, I can't remember what I said to you afterwards. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like so... disbanding the, the illusion here of the, um, a perfectly constructed timer stop in that instance. Yeah. But we did in fact, uh, discuss it afterwards. Um, and I think, so the overwhelming experience for me was that was of Play-Doh. Um, mm-hmm. It just like felt and tasted like Play-Doh, um, but like a much thinner. less yeah exactly a yeah. runny like much less viscous um, Play-Doh, and mm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was like genuinely horrible. Um, I was not just it, it. It worked out well because the bit was like the bit we did at the beginning was like really disgusting um yeah so then having the like actual putting itself be gross was worked well and was funny yeah. um 
But I didn't plan that. It was out. also like it was literally at the moment where I was like asking you how it was, and you were trying to like find the words, mm-hmm. uh, and then the timer went off, and I laughed so hard. It's the hardest <laughs> that I've laughed at the timer going off. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was one of my favorites for sure. Uh, yeah. In spite of the fact that I like uh, subjected myself to the to the pudding, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, there must be something about it because my girlfriend ate like, I think you get like four in a pack and she ate the mm-hmm. other three. She was all over it. Um, yeah. But like, I I just felt it was really, uh, objectively really bad. Um, I also yeah. took a video, the way that the pudding behaved, like as a material, was really disconcerting uh it's just like watching it move you know wh- whatever like i've had pudding yeah i've had a lot i've had lots of pudding so i'm not like some sort of before before you jump to this conclusion you know i'm very experienced with pudding yeah so uh this is coming from yeah. like i'm i'm this is an educated judgment that i'm making you're also um, like experienced with, um, I will say, uh, foods that people consider to be like disgusting or a lot or like over the top. Uh, yeah, and how because, how, how so, am I experienced with that? Because with so you, so you said like you took a video of it, and I don't think you sent me the video, but it did remind me of. So there was one time when I was like really depressed, like I was very depressed, mm. um, and you sent me a video of you eating uh, Cincinnati chili, assembling and eating. Yes, assembling and eating Cincinnati chili, taking like you like had the bag as it comes from the takeout place, and you were like opening the you were do, basically doing an unboxing, like opening the bag, taking the various things out, explaining to me what the things were and how you then like assemble it on your plate, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, starting to eat it, and it kind of ended there. A lot of it was like explaining. All the little pieces, because it's like, um, yeah, all the components, because it's kind of like, um, so like a thing that we'll sometimes do when there's like the Lunar Festival, uh, is Emily and I will get like mooncakes. And if you get like fancy mooncakes, there's like all these little boxes and things that like mooncake are in. So you like open up this thing and then this, it was like that kind of experience of you like opening successive things like you would pull a bag out of the main bag and then within that bag there was like various other containers yeah um yeah Yeah. um but if you don't know like if you don't know what's going into it which you which i don't think you did none of the components are going to make sense i vaguely knew what cincinnati chili was but like i had not seen it i had seen photos of it complete Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I had read descriptions of it online before. I had not seen the full process of getting the takeout and assembling it. Um, and just you, like, explaining that. It was like a long video. And you just explaining the process and everything. And then being like, and now you eat it. I, I laughed so much. Just in the depths of my depression. Um, it's one of the funniest things you've ever sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was a beautiful thing we shared, for sure. Yeah. Um, you, we still but have I, to, I would say, I would say Cincinnati chili is a thing that most people think of as being like kind of over the top or possibly even disgusting food. And yeah. you are, you are, 
you're used to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I, I eat yes, it. I've got. <laughs> I, I'm getting the vibe that like Cincinnati chili is. Um, people are trying to like reclaim it now. You know. Yeah. Um, but like, <clears throat> don't do that either. People like the not like national food people, like national food media, just like get the fuck out. I like. It's better when you just don't like it, and th- and like make fun of it for being yeah. gross. Like, we we don't we don't want your like you know, you don't get to like write articles now, and like make money about like talking about how it's good. Like yeah, you're either there like they're all the way, or like uh, never mind. <clears throat> um, yeah, Cincinnati chili. It was Skyline, by the way. Just in case we have any Cincinnati yeah. people, um, I don't get into the whole Skyline v Gold Star thing. Um, there's also a bunch we of got, other. We got other incomplete things to get through, so we yeah, don't, yeah, we don't need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's um, I'm not going on a Cincinnati chili rant. Um, yeah, there, we have. I know. That. I know how you get on these rants about Cincinnati chili, and. You know, yeah. it's we like have, every other episode of this podcast. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we have experts for that. So I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll leave it to them. Um, so chapter 14. Uh, so in 2002, we get two albums. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, we skipped a year from 2000 to 2002. Uh, but now we get two albums. Uh, the first one is, and you will know us by the trail of dead, uh, by, source tags and codes and then the other one is or no it's source tags and codes by yeah. you and you'll notice by the trail of the dead sorry I, I have gotten mixed around to it and then yankee hotel foxtrot by wilco um then we skip eight years to 2010 and we get um a beautiful dark twisted fantasy by kanye west and then the final one here uh, going 10 years now to 2020 is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, which is like her worst album. Oh, this is the Pitchfork, like 10 out of 10 ratings. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming that people are taking this episode and they're listening to the, the episode that we just had. And when they get to the ending where the timer goes off, they're just skipping here. So like, right. we don't need to reiterate this, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got it. This is the index episode. Okay. Uh yeah, this is this is the one where we talked about dad rock. Yeah, yeah, this is like okay, um, yeah, no, this is like the uh, the um, all of the footnotes at the end. I, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's like you see something wh- what we were talking about with Pitchfork. You see yeah, something absolutely. in the way that like um, you're getting like two albums a year. Uh, you know. 96 97 98 yeah, only one album then 99 2001 album and then it just it like falls off the number yeah, of tens that they're gonna give yeah they're dithering because they're really precious now they can't possibly yeah. get out of 10 yeah um, unless it's to like kanye who you know was like was like their key their like pillar of pitchfork and was like the ultimate genius until he became like politically toxic and then all of a sudden his music yeah. sucks now which yeah. is just typical like pitchfork um um not that i'm de- you know defending him or his music or anything i don't i don't care but it's just like that's it 
the treatment of of him is like typical of their anyway yeah so then uh chapter 15 so Heathcliff is actually it it predates Garfield Connor so Heathcliff came first Garfield was the ripoff and Heathcliff just kind of loves food in general whereas like Garfield does but they like got more specific but the specific food that Heathcliff likes when it comes up is usually ham and so you get like the ham helmet the ham flag the ham tank all of this stuff all of that is like funny because there's other bits going on around him liking ham that include like the helmet and everything uh, whereas Garfield just likes lasagna Garfield is I don't know why you keep bringing up Garfield Connor you're the one who brought up Garfield. Uh, then for chapter 18. <laughs> it's like you have some um, sort of problem. What's your problem with Garfield? Let's talk so, more about this. So I think this has been documented, but I don't know if it's been documented on this podcast. Um, I did, honestly, in a similar comedy vein to this podcast, I did a, a comedy video series um, that I also refer to as a video art piece. Um, and the original version was called uh, Garfield Read Aloud, and it was on YouTube. Um, people can technically go find it. It, it is me pre-transition, so <clears throat> whatever. Um, my voice is very different there, I think. Um, I, the person in those feels unrecognizable to me. Um, but I read Garfield Aloud into a camera because I think, I think Garfield is bad. And I think a lot of people um, have this, like, ironic appreciation of garfield that i think furthers like the the uh the franchise of garfield doesn't really care if you're consuming it ironically and there was a period in time where i was kind of ironically consuming it and then i interrogated what i was doing and i decided to make something that was very specific about like the the process of creating garfield and how lifeless that is um and so I tried to do things that emphasized how devoid of humor and like life, but I involved myself in the process of creating and distributing, specifically distributing Garfield, but through this read aloud channel. Um, you, and it was you, sort of this conception. You realize what's happening right now, right? But what happened was <laughs> people started consuming it within that same ironic mode and I started getting people following. So it came back on Twitter. Um, I decided to do it again. Uh, conditions were right. All the things that I said needed to happen for me to bring back Garfield read aloud happened. I'm not going to say what all those things were. The World uh, Trade Centers were destroyed. Yes. Number one. Um, that was the obviously. final. That, that was the that final one piece I'm fine doing. Um, of your but I brought it back on Twitter and it was called Garfield read aloud the return. And that one got promoted on a number of podcasts. P people started following it who, like, ha unironically had Garfield NFT icons on Twitter. And I just had to stop. And now I just don't... I just don't like Garfield anymore. Like, I, I was doing this, like, comedy project around how I didn't like Garfield. And now I just kind of don't like Garfield. And I've decided to just fully embrace... I like Heathcliff. I think Heathcliff, uh, Heathcliff is actually funny. Um, it's not like an irony thing at me, on me at all. Um, and so I've decided to take all the energy and just put it into saying that I think Heathcliff is funny. Right. Now you won't ever um, engage with Garfield. Like you're, you're like done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 18. 
Um, so yeah, the show plays on this repeating panel. Um, but like by having weird things happening in the background, you know, to like Mm -hmm. emphasize how funny it is that they keep returning to the same image. They start having like the image stretch or like weird things move across the face or like Hayashida's hair starts flapping around in the breeze and stuff like that. Um, they like play up that element of comedy that I think is already inherent in the manga. When you see that like panel of the two of them, like, you know, uh, Kamiyama and Hayashida over and over again in that chapter. Um, it's really good. Um, yeah, that, um, again, I mean, we talked about this in ghost divers, but, so much of Crow High is just like the actual like composition of it as a manga or an anime. <clears throat> the the tools are really limited. Um, yeah, I mean the way you explained it to me when you were introducing it to me is like it's basically just talking heads, um, in like not incredibly dynamic. I mean, I guess it is the manga is somewhat dynamic. Um, but a lot of like a huge percentage of the shots are just like you know people's expressions and stuff, close ups, um, and the way that like the comedic devices that arise out of that, um, out of that kind of like limited set of tools, uh, yeah, is definitely like a huge part of the genius of uh, Crow High, um, and it's it's fascinating. Sometimes it's just like visceral, um, like it was in, yeah. when we were talking in that conversation that um, was that led up that you just finished. Um, it's just like viscerally funny, yeah. Um, but sometimes it does like it takes a, a minute of like to just like look at something um, for the humor to hit you. Yeah. And that's something that's like uh wa- reading the manga has been I think more um more distinct uh part of the experience for me. Um and I, I really actually appreciate that. But it's fascinating yeah. how it, it it works on both of those levels. Um and it just like runs the gamut to those extremes. Yeah. Um, and then chapter 20, uh, we forgot to do emails, Connor. So we have an email. Uh, sorry. I'm going to send this to, to you. Uh, sorry mm-hmm. to, to Joao, you wrote in and we forgot to do it last time. Um, but that's why we're doing this big cleanup. <laughs> okay. uh, so do you want to read this? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll read it. Um, so this email, <laughs> this email is from, is from Joao. The subject is Bhutan. And it just says, I want Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) And then do you want to also read the suggested, (laughs) the Gmail suggested? uh, One of these is like a a bad thing to say to somebody. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why this is in there. Well, this just, you know, someone needs to rate, uh, to call Google out on Twitter about this. Yeah. Um, The AI suggested prompts. <coughs> are what <laughs> why and where are you from <laughs> that last one's bad 
Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's. Plus, we let's know where we up. know where Zhu is from already. Wait, is this that works right? That's the fusion generator. Yeah, that's the one. All right, so let's talk through our our, our rationale. Okay. Here we have like six um, minutes to do this, so we can definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're gonna want a a Pokemon that is more of like kind of makes you pull your hair out, you know? Yeah. Does that sound fair? Definitely. Um, so I think probably I would like to go with Shuckle. Um, Shuckle, I think this is still true, has the highest like defense um, base stat, more so than like yeah. legendary Pokemon. More, sh- more so than like Deoxys, like defense mode or whatever. Um, but also it just sucks, so it's not useful. Um, as That's not a commentary on Shrew. Uh, that all, all of that to say, it's an annoying Pokemon to use. Um, and I think Jerow, uh likes to uh, likes to confound people sometimes. So yeah. is that fair? That's my contribution. Yes. Um, what if we just fuse two shuckles together? No. no so it's just, I, it's, I, it's just a shuckle. Yeah, it's just a shuckle. Um, so like I have I have a shuckle. I have a couple of thoughts. Um, so I, I want one that like feels cause shuckles like, uh, wanting to confound or annoy people in like a, you know, uh, design way, uh, like a within the game way. But I want something that like captures a certain amount of the, that personality as well. Um, and I think that the best one for this is Meowth. Um, oh Yeah. Meowth because is a, of the is a cheeky, because of the like yeah the Pokemon like the the anime Pokemon the anime mm-hmm. uh, Meowth in that uh, one like is also like a a very uh, like like Meowth speaks is the only Pokemon known I think in that anime to like speak in English yeah uh, Meowth is highly intelligent Japanese or whatever yeah the common tongue of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Shuo is highly intelligent. Writes in very smart emails sometimes. Also writes in very uh, you know intentionally trying to confound us. So I'm suggesting Meowth. And I f- do we want to because we we can choose the order here. So yes. I think this is where we get to like also bring in a little creative uh, license here. So which is we'll we'll there, try. There's Shuouth okay. or uh, Meowkle. And I want you to I want you to test out both okay. and see which one you think feels better. I wish we had a shuck mouth. Um, yeah. All right. Here, let me test them out. I'm gonna need silence to focus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Meowkle looks good. Um, yeah. Hold on. And then. Ooh, this is tough, but I think I like Meowkle. Yeah. The, so I, I like Shuath, but there's something going on with, there's something going on with the limbs that I, I just am not, uh, fully a fan of, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. But, yeah. Um, so it's got it. It's Meowkle. 
Like I love the face. But yeah, so the face, so, the face uh, is Shuo, good. Shuo, you have Meowkul. I'm gonna just send you a little photo. You're gonna get this email right now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna wait because uh, we are recording this um, before Yule and everything. Because we have to record two of these. Because I'm just gonna be like in Michigan next week. Um, so Joe, you're going to get this this response. You you already have it. You got it like two weeks ago now. But now you are finally getting an explanation about why this is your Pokemon. Um, I'm also just going to do the auto reply of why. Why? Also, here's your Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even doing it. It's just a screenshot. I'm just attaching the screenshot. <clears throat> I also name. think a uh, uh, bug slash normal type Pokemon feels appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, ooh, I just noticed this evolve button. What happens if I click that? Oh, oh, it's evolving. We've got Perkle. Perkle? Yeah. Sounds like a completely different. Oh, it's a... okay. Got it. It's a Persian. Yeah, it's a Persian. It's a Persian chuckle. Yeah. What does it look like? Um, do you want me to send you a photo? Yeah, yeah. Send it over. Okay. Um, Joe, if you are listening to this and you want to see what you look like when you evolve, let us know. Persian doesn't... Uh, and I will send it to you. Persian doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I think Joe, no, bug and normal feels right. Um, we could also do like... Um, hey, I'm I'm the one who has COVID here. Um, normal and dark, if we would be uh, another viable um, option. I was gonna try and cut those coughs out, but now that you said something, I gotta leave them in. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, something went down the wrong way. Luckily, you can scrape your lungs off the <clears throat> off the floor now because the timer's up. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Next time, we'll be reading Chapter 22 of vo- from Volume 1. You can find the full schedule at export.io slash schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. Um, we are coming up on the end of the volume, and we're going to have like a big end of the volume episode. So that'd be a great chance to to send in some some uh, questions if you want. Uh, there'll be two more chapters, and then we'll have a an episode that's just about the volume itself. Um, <clears throat> ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportaw.io or listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive access to Pop Down Funk, a weekly podcast where Autumn and Nora roll around a Funko Pop and have to watch something from that media franchise. $5 will also get you exclusive monthly bonus episode of Export's No Longer Newest Podcast, Coffee and Comic Books. It's no longer newest because Autumn... And Nora launched part of my franchise, uh, where Nora is going to be watching through franchises where you say, hey, wait, they made seven of these. Um, and they're starting out with Georgia Romero's Of the Dead series. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. You can find the free feed at exportaudio slash Putan or by searching Pondering Putan on their podcast app of choice. Uh, if you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportaudio slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast app of choice. Uh, you can find the show at Ponder Putan on Twitter or just at Putan on co host. You can find me at Neon on Twitter and co host, where you can find my uh, pinned posts and find links to all of my podcasts there. Uh, where can people find you, Connor? Uh, y'all can find me at Rebelaze or A-B-B-L-E-A-S on Twitter and co-host. 
Our opening theme is Ninganante by Yoshida Takaro, and taking us out today is Osoji by uh, King Gijo. <laughs> Class Class dismissed. <laughs> Hey!